Old powers waken, shadows stir. An age of wonder and terror will soon be upon us. An age for gods and heroes. The glass candles are burning, and you're listening to the Obsidian Knights Podcast. Hello, my sweet summer children. I'm back with another episode of Obsidian Nights, and today I am covering Eddard 7, Chapter 30 of A Game of Thrones, and I have with me Steph Lioness from Twitter. Hi, Steph. Would you like to introduce yourself to the sweet summer family? Hello. (laughs) I don't really know what to say at this point, but I'll just say hi, Um, and it's actually really exciting to be on Grey Area's show. It's really cool. I'm glad to have you. So we're in King's Landing, right? And we're in Eddard, Ned Stark's point of Mm -hmm. view. And Oh, Ned. Poor Ned. (laughs) Ned. (laughs) Poor baby. Poor guy. Little lamb being led to the slaughter. (laughs) Basically. So the chapter opens up um, and it says, I stood vigil for him myself, Sir Barristan Selmy said, as they looked down at the body in the back of the cart. He had no one else. A mother in the veil, I am told. In the pale dawn light, the young knight looked as though he were sleeping. He had not been handsome, but death had smoothed his rough-hewn features, and the silent sisters had dressed him in the best velvet tunic with high collar to cover the ruin the lance had made to his throat. Eddard Stark looked at his face and wondered if it had been for his sake that the boy had died. Slain by a Lannister bannerman before Ned could speak to him. Could that be mere happenstance? He supposed he would never know. So we have Ned and Sir Barristan kind of talking <clears throat> over Sir Hugh of the Vale's body. Mm-hmm. His dead body. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I have like quite a major theory. <laughs> Like something that keeps me awake. It keeps me awake at night. (laughs) Um, And I've even searched online because I thought some people must be writing about this, right? Because it seems so obvious to me. And it's something that like came to me once. I was just like, why why do I not hear this anywhere? And so so Hugh of the Vale, who for some reason I always want to say it in a weird like Welsh accent. I don't know if there's any Welsh listeners going Hugh of the Vale, but I don't know why, but I like that. Um I think it's because his name's Hugh. Um, but anyway, he is John Aaron Squire, right? And he died, and we don't really know why. In fact, I love this chapter. Can I just say I love it? Because there's so much in it. There's so many mysteries in it. We're dealing with like a lot of content and a lot of... There's so many mysteries I think that's going <laughs> to yeah. come back to you in Winds and A Dream of Spring that we're going to find out the answers. And I actually feel like I may be have an answer I think you've alluded to it before with other people and other Ned chapters other things in King's Landing and it is John Aaron if I was going to write my PhD it would be like John Aaron is a douche discuss (laughs) um I I think I just think he's I actually think he's a major player of the Game of Thrones and 
whether it's important in the story or just Gurm wrote him this way, I think he was actually a pretty bad character. I think he was maybe not evil, but certainly ambitious. John Aaron? And John Aaron. I just think he was a complete bastard, actually. <laughs> Really? Yes, I do. I think, I wonder if it'll come to light in a Stannis chapter, because obviously he had dealings with him. Um, Obviously Ned's dead. Sorry, Ned. Spoiler alert. He's dead. Um, If you didn't know that, you're fucked. Um, But yeah, like, so I think it'll maybe Stannis or someone will will say something about John Aaron, because I think... um, and I have quite a bit of evidence, and I think he was a baddie. Um, what evidence? Because, okay, so who is it that says he's a good guy? It's Ned and it's Robert. And they are the worst judges of character. Ned thinks everyone is honorable. He thinks everyone has a good code. He doesn't, he doesn't know people. People are terrible, and he doesn't know that. He thinks Cersei's like some little lamby lady, you know. Um, and Robert is, he just likes him because he lets him get away with shit. He doesn't, um, he, he doesn't respect John Aaron, I don't think. So I think they're like, as information of his character, I just think that they, um, are not good people to go to for that information. And his handship is terrible. He leaves no money, uh, in the coffers little finger can just do whatever he wants i think he lets robert whore around and drink and just do whatever he wants um and in fact i think it comes up later in this chapter like if you tell robert to do something he will do the opposite yes and i think john aaron probably knew that and probably said no don't spend all the money don't (laughs) don't don't go whoring you know don't sleep with other women you know i think he he probably understood robert and i feel like his his record as a hand is terrible um it was his rebellion really he called his banners i know he had to because there was you know because of what aries did yeah, that's, I was going to say that's a testament. To me, I feel like you could be right. I feel like there isn't enough evidence either way yet. But for no. me, like to counter that, for me, him calling his banners in defense of Ned and Robert mm-hmm. kind of speaks to like his morals and his yeah. values and like the, he is honorable he is honorable and how he is honorable in a way but he was probably already trying to overthrow Ares because he made friends with like Stefan and Tywin and Rickard and they were all kind of marrying off each other's children to each other's mm-hmm. children and um I think I think he had no choice at that point to call the banners but I feel like he did like a sort of rebrand. He's like, yeah, this is Robert's rebellion. It's not mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't do anything. Um, and, then, and then this is what I just find really interesting. So after the war, there was like no punishment of the Lannisters at all on his advice. Like none. So Jamie killed the king he was sworn to protect. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and Tywin just sacked the place. And Amory, is it Amory or Armory? I have no idea. Amory I think it Lorch. is Amory. Yeah. I call him Amory. killed babies. And so did Gregor Clegane. And there was like, like no one went to the wall. No one kind of 
nothing just yeah. Ned was the only one who went this is a bit shit isn't it and <laughs> yeah. John was like in fact let's not do any punishment let's marry Cersei let's let's actually broker an alliance between them and I know that they were rich the Lannisters but are you telling me that there was no there was no other way that they could kind of go I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems shady to me. It, it is shady, but in general, Westerosi politics are shady. So yeah, that's true. I kind of feel like even, even um, with like Marjorie Tyrell and the Tyrells, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. they kind of went to Renly and then they came back to the Lannisters and they received <laughs> no punishment for it. Literally like rented out Marjorie to whoever, like just right. have her. Like, but I feel like her. I feel like at the time, a marriage between Robert and Cersei was a good marriage because House Lannister was one of the most powerful houses in Westeros. And even though Tywin was late as fuck to mm-hmm. to come to Robert's side, he came. And I do think, like there should have been at least some kind of punishment to Jamie where Definitely. like a wall or something. But at yeah. the end of the day, like Jamie is Tywin's golden son. So they're hand they're kind of have they kind of have to play like this chess game where they mm-hmm. like if they send Jamie to the wall then or they do anything to jamie then they probably lose tywin and there's more war so i think what john aaron wanted to do was just end the war i think of him as like a sea snake like a corliss valerian okay type of character Can you imagine jamie at the wall though no <laughs> what kind of chapters would that be he would him be like he would be as miserable as alistair thorne yeah oh god well would it would he really ruin him i think it might do yeah would it ruin his poor little lion soul? Poor I don't Jamie. Know. I love poor Jamie. <laughs> I love Jamie. Um, I think though with okay, let me present one other piece of some other evidence. John, let this is maybe the most important one. Is okay. that Lysa said he had really bad breath. <laughs> Lysa is a I, psycho. Lysa is a psycho, so we can't really trust her. But I think he rem- it makes me think of like Pycelle, like he had like no teeth and like he's bad breath. And you just well, think, he's old as he's old as fuck. Like he's old as I know. <laughs> but you like oh, can you just even imagine like your Lysa Tully and you've been wedded to this old man with bad breath and no teeth? Like one of the reasons one of the reasons I think that he's good, John Aaron is good, is because he was removed so early and he was removed so that things would fall apart. And True. I believe that Sir Hugh was definitely hired by Littlefinger. Yeah, or, definitely. Or, or something it, there, little, or Littlefinger pointed towards Sir Hugh when we know it's actually Lysa that poisoned John Aaron. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think he got Clegane to do it because it made it look more like the Lannisters did it. So um, oh, there's one other thing. Sorry, Stannis <laughs> leaves King's Landing, right? Mm-hmm. He goes to John and says, "John, I think Cersei's been, you know, up to no good, having sex with her bro, making babies." And he, why does Stannis leave King's Landing? This is a question that I think about probably too much. I think he, I feel like if he went to John and John said you uh you should leave i just can't 
Stannis is all about duty and his family, like he's about honour. And I know he doesn't like Robert, but I just think it's weird that he's left him to basically be trapped by these lions, these sort of snaky lions. Um, and I think that, that just, there's just some things in there that I think was John Aaron just this great guy that everyone says. And See, then I feel really bad for Hugh because he's like caught up in it and just like gets a lance yeah. through his throat. Yeah. Well, the Hound basically hints to Sansa that the whole Sir Hugh thing was basically mm. the mountain just taking advantage of his gorget not being fastened. Like, mm. and that's basically all it was. And it just threw suspicion where there shouldn't have been suspicion. Yeah. I, I wonder if that it was literally just him being like, fuck it, let's just kill him. Like, I mean, that's, the, that's who <laughs> Sir Gregor is. Like, that's who Sir Gregor yeah. is. But when I think about Stannis, like, if Stannis had to really trust John Aaron to confide Mm. that kind of information into him, like for them to confide in each other like that. And Stannis didn't leave King's Landing until Robert left North to go get Ned. And I think part of the reason he left because he was slighted because Mm. I mean, I mean, Stannis should have like, been hand. Stannis should have been hand, and he like, should have been. But he doesn't Ned leave when over he, him. But he doesn't leave when he get when it, when he's been skipped over f- for Storm's End. He stays around and stays. Is he master of ships? Is that yes. what he does? Yes. Yeah, and he stays and he puts. Like, he swallows his pride. I, I just imagine him sitting there, just constantly like seething and building like a tumor of hate about all but these people around I'm there. I'm sure but, he thinks. I'm sure he thinks. Well. They've killed John Aaron. I'm next. Like, I'm sure he's probably thinking, like, yeah. he's not safe there. But my but beef he's with for his brother. Wouldn't right. He for his That's brother? my beef. That's my beef with Stannis. Is like, so you think it's Stannis, not John, saying, I think you should get out of here? No, I'm thinking that Stannis is like, you know, I'm not safe here. They've killed John Aaron. I know what John Aaron knew. Me and John Aaron went to the brothel together. We know. And he dipped. And he didn't tell Robert. He kind of left Robert out to the wolves. And I don't know if it was because Stannis knew, well, if they kill my brother, I'm next in line for the throne. Or if he just had no proof. And I, I don't know exactly what. Yeah, I just think it's all a bit, it's all a bit, you know, why? why? It's a bit shady. It's, I want to know who the real whisperer is. And it probably was just Varys and Littlefinger being dicks <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, probably whispering at Stannis or something. I don't know, because they mess with their heads. They mess with Ned's head um, all the time. So... Maybe they did it to Stannis, made him think that they're out for me next or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe Melisandre turned up and showed him something in the flames or something. I don't know. Um, either way, I feel really bad for Hugh. I think you've maybe persuaded me a bit. I, I'm holding my breath about John Aaron. I feel like I feel like there's something about him that's not quite right. And always, if someone tells me someone's a really great guy all the time, I'm always like, are they? <laughs> are they? Really? Uh, I don't know. What? Well, I guess I'll pose this question to the listeners. Do you think John Aaron is good or John Aaron is bad? I think it's a really good theory. And 
because no one really questions it. Well, he could be gray. I think you and I mean that like no pun intended, gray. <laughs> um, but like he, he, you've said, you've persuaded me that maybe he's not all bad. But I think there's some, there's definite shade. I feel like he's ambitious um, and shady and probably not a hundred percent great anyway. Yeah, I mean. There's room. There's room for it to be either way. I just feel really bad for Hugh. I feel he, yeah, I, I think Hugh, Hugh of the Vale, in my Welsh accent, um, <laughs> I don't know why I always do that. Um, he, he just is like, I think he's just, what's the word I'm looking for? He's just kind of like a body count. I don't yeah, actually like think a- he, like he's just kind of di- like in the wrong, wrong wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. I yeah. but I do really think that the mountain like there was no order to kill him. Like if the mountain hadn't mm-hmm. killed him, maybe he would have died some other kind of way. But I think yeah, it was something. I that mean, Barristan Rowan Barristan says that he was knighthood knighted too soon. So his whole is it Gorget Gorget? I don't know. I'm not that big on armor. I don't wear it every day. Just sometimes, <laughs> but. You know, when I'm jousting, but it, I don't know. I, he may have just been, just he just may have fucked up on his thing. And Gregor Clegane's like, haha, I'll kill him because I love killing people. Um, but equally, he could have been, could have been Littlefinger. I don't know, but I, I still think he was just a like a a, a, a green boy, as it were. Yeah, just, I agree with that. I agree with that. Assessment. And it's and it confuses Ned. Poor Ned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it, and he doesn't need anything to add confusion because he's Nine. already confused about a lot. <laughs> but um, confused. I wanted to talk about this part and I'll just read the quote. The king means to fight in the melee today, Sir Barristan said, as they were passing Sir Marin's shield. Its paint sullied by a deep gash where Loris Tyrell's lance had scarred the wood as he drove him from his saddle. Yes, Ned said grimly. Jory had woken him last night to bring him that news. Small wonder he had slept so badly. So mm-hmm. the night before this tournament, this day of the tournament, Ned like slept terribly. And yes. Robert is, he wants to fight in the melee. And we found out in the Sansa chapter that at dinner the night before, he's like, I'm fighting in the melee and Cersei's all like, don't do it. I forbid you to do it. And you, you don't have panto in the US, do you? You don't do that at Christmas. What is it? Right. Pantomime. It's like a thing. I think only British people have it. And it's like a stupid play. And I kind of hate it. and I kind of love it. And it's like, we all go to the theater or when, when there wasn't COVID and um, we would like, it's like fairy stories done stupid and there's boys dressed as girls and girls dressed as boys. And it sounds crazy. It's like, sounds like a drag show, but it's not. And then there's, we all shout things like, Oh yes, he did. And Oh no, he didn't at the, the play. You're probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? But it's like, I feel like Cersei and uh, Robert had this like pantomime argument. I will fight in the melee. And she's like, Oh no, you bloody well won't. And, um, it just it just cracks me up that they they kind of put on this show, um, kind of this loud show for the people like shouting at each other. Yes, they were all drunk. Um, <laughs> they were all off their faces. Um, well, when 
so Ned decides like he's going to go talk to Robert. And one of the things I want to talk about was Robert's Warhammer. And mm. I know there's like a lot of like, what's going to happen is, is somebody going to get Robert's Warhammer in the books? So we know that his Warhammer yeah. is in King's Landing at the time of this tournament. Yeah. It's outside of his tent. Yeah, I know. I'd like, I'd totally steal that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, in, in, in the Game of Thrones TV show, Gendry made Does Gendry himself, end up with it? Oh, no, he, he made, made himself one. I think he, he made yeah. himself one. But yeah. I wonder... But Gendry was on a boat for like six years, <laughs> so right. he had time to dream that up. <laughs> I wonder if like Gendry or Edric or one of Robert's bastards will end up with his Warhammer. I would... Maya. Oh my God, Maya Stone. Maya Stone, with... yes. With that fucking Warhammer. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love She that. can beat... What's that guy she's in love with? She can get him first. <laughs> Who's the one? I can't. I don't know. The one that Catelyn's like, she'll never marry him. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? When they're going... When she's taking yeah. Catelyn up the veil. Uh, yeah. Can't think like, of his name. Won't. I'm so bad yeah. with the names. I'm really bad with the names and I'm I'm constantly having to look them up but is yeah he she's in love with someone and he jilts her because her surname is Stone. Yeah, um, cuz she's a bastard. But she's a, she's a bastard of the, the blanket. She's a bastard but she's the king's daughter. So Exactly. Like, let's not get it fucked yeah. up. Little boy. Does Catelyn <laughs> realize that? Does she know that? No, she does not know does that. She, she doesn't know that. No. So I don't like Catelyn, so I have my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Ro- yeah. uh, King Robert is, like, still in bed. Like, mm-hmm. he's drunk, asleep. I know. Um, I love this chapter, though. No, because... no, no, he's not asleep. He's no, not asleep. He's not asleep. He's, like, you're being dressed for the melee by right, the Lannister. Right. He's not is. asleep. Ned wants him to be asleep when he gets there yep. and wants him to be, like, right. but he's up drinking i'm sorry dressed. but this chapter is like mean girls in in like medieval medieval mean girls oh <laughs> isn't it With Ro- yeah robert is robert is regina regina <laughs> and barristan and barristan is gretchen definitely like he's <laughs> truly trying to make fetch work Stop trying to make fetch work um uh he i just think he's like a to they're just totally like what do you want, Robert? I'll kiss your butt, Robert. Um, you know. But at the same I, time, like I can see why Lancel would fuck Robert's wife without a oh, care yeah. because of the way Robert treats him. Yeah, I know. Bring me the breastplate stretcher. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, fuck. And Ned just straight up tells him, "You're too fat for your armor, Robert." Yeah, like, <laughs> fat, so like, Ned is like, um, "What's her name?" And Mean Girls. Oh, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, Kate, Katie. I want to say Katie. And Ned's I, Katie. Yeah, he's. I was thinking that too. Although he's a bit Karen. He's not a, a Karen, but like, as in, like, he's a bit stupid, isn't he? He's like, yeah. like he's politically a Karen. Like, I've got a fifth sense, um, kind of guy. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing in King's Landing. I really feel for Ned. He just does not know what to do with Robert. He, he, I feel, I feel sad for him um, because it's his friend and Robert has changed so much. Um, and not just because he's massively fat now, 
Um, and it's, he doesn't really know what to do now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And he's surrounded I mean, by Lannisters. I, I, that's what I was going to say. Like one of the, in all of Ned's chapters, it's been mm. like a struggle for him to understand mm. why Robert is doing the things that he does. Why Robert doesn't care that Jamie was sitting on the Iron Throne when he rode into the throne room. Why mm. is Robert surrounding himself with Lannisters? Mm. But what I don't think Ned realizes is it's kind of the ordinary for Robert mm -hmm. to be surrounded by mm -hmm. Lannisters. His wife is a Lannister. His children yeah. are Lannisters. Even though they're not his children, what he believes yeah. are his children are Lannisters. So it's yeah. it's it's not an out of the ordinary thing, just like it's not out of the ordinary for the Tullys to surround Rob Stark like they do. That's true. I think also I find it ironic that Ned notices that that Robert is surrounded by people he can't trust but Ned doesn't notice that about himself he he goes to King's Landing and just sort of settles in and goes okay that's the master of coin and that's the person he doesn't put anyone in any positions that he, right. people that he knows and he doesn't seem to question can I trust any of these people but he notices it immediately with Robert and then doesn't think can I trust any of the people around me right and he doesn't do anything yeah he doesn't like I've always said, like, he doesn't realize the power that he has. Like, he no. is the most second, he's the second most powerful man in this mm -hmm. entire Westeros. And he doesn't realize it. And, and if he does realize it, he doesn't want it. So he doesn't enforce it like mm -hmm. he should. The only time he does it is when he... Um... I feel like the only time he realizes his power is when he's actually sitting on the Iron Throne, kind of he, like when he gets the um, Beric Dondarrion to go and he denounces right. the knight Gregor and he, and that's like a major thing. He's like, I'm it charging with this and I, you know, and then fuck them and I'm fucked off with this and he just like loses his shit and I love that. He goes Craig and Stark. He does and, like, and he was smart about it. This. And he was smart about it. Like when he did that, he sent them under Robert's mm. banners. So exactly. if they're attacked, then you're attacking Robert. The King's men. Yeah. Right. So he was um, smart about the way he did that. But, but that was the Tony time. The rest of the time, he's like a little lamb. It was too late. Wolf. It was too late by then. It was too late. By yeah. Then. It was too late. And I feel, I just... It, and it's like, and you don't realize it because I think we as readers would probably do the same because we don't understand, we're not Westerosi and we don't really live in King's Landing and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I don't know anyone else who's the master of coin in <laughs> King's Landing. They might tell me, but <laughs> they, you know, I don't get it. But it's when Tyrion arrives and he goes, right, I'm getting rid of Janos Slint. I'm getting rid of this person. I'm putting my person in. And you think, oh, shit, that is what Ned should have done the whole and fucking time. Tywin like, does the same thing. <clears throat> Tywin does the same thing. And you just think, uh, Cersei spends her entire time going, I need to put yeah. people around me who I trust. That is her every waking thought is, who do I trust? I don't trust you. Um, and it's, you just think, Ned, why... You, you saw that the king, in this chapter, he talks about it a lot, like, you saw that he was surrounded by enemies, and yet you didn't think that any of them would be your enemy. 
Yeah. He just, uh-huh. I think he had too much to think about at one time to be able to process everything in a way that would be beneficial to him because he's trying to protect Robert. He needs to protect his daughters. Um, He needs to find out who killed John Aaron. Like there's so much that he needs to like compartmentalize. And it's it's, it's a lot for one person. And I always, like, I always say Ned's stupid, but I always feel bad for Ned because at the end of the day, he's a good person and he's he's honorable. Yeah. And he just wants to, is, I think somewhere in this chapter, he says something like he just wishes he was back in Winterfell where it was easier and all he had to contend with was wildlings. And, right. you know, that was it. Um, the, and I kind of think, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, really. One of the um, interesting exchanges between Robert and Ned is this one. The woman tried to forbid me to fight in the melee. She's sulking in the castle now. Damn her. Your sister would never have shamed me like that. You never knew Diana as I did, Robert, Ned told him. You saw her beauty, but not the iron underneath. She would have told you that you have no business in the melee. And I think it's like, like, there's a couple things going on. One, it's more Aria, Liana parallel Mm -hmm. things going on there but also it it kind of like further highlights that robert really didn't know who liana was robert really wasn't in love with her and like robert just has this idea of who she was in his head and it's not really who she was no i think i i I just think all of them are a bit they they don't get women (laughs) they don't get us they don't don't know nothing um it's yeah but Ned, I, oh. I love that quote. It's amazing. Sorry. It's, no, it's fine. It's fine. I love that quote like, too. But just like the iron underneath, it's like that's that's exactly like that's who I is. You can see that that's her. Um, and uh, maybe Sansa. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, Sansa he has it like, there. Sansa has a a quote that I love of hers. Porcelain. I think it's porcelain, ivory, steel. Mm. from porcelain to ivory to steel i can't remember the exact quote but i love it especially parallel to liana because i think sansa and Arya both parallel liana i feel like Mm -hmm. sansa is who liana would have been if she was forced to marry robert Mm. oh yeah if she did if she didn't run away she would have had a life like sansa had in king's landing you're right that would have been really depressing fucking sucks um but um ned basically is trying to talk robert out of participating in the melee Mm -hmm. and robert is like look i sit on this damn iron seat when i must does that mean i do not have the same hungers as other men a bit of this bit is so disgusting (laughs) a bit of wine now and again a girl squealing in my bed the feel of a horse between my legs seven hells ned i want to hit someone Oh my god! I honestly, I ew. I know it's <laughs> disgusting, but Robert is disgusting. But yeah. Sir Barristan basically is like, you know, well, like it wouldn't be a fair contest no. because who would hit you? No. And Robert's like, what? Like, what do you mean? No one will hit me. He's a bit like dumb. Like, of course they're not going to hit you. You're the king, right? <laughs> Unless You're they the want to you. No one like yeah. no one wants to die because they hurt you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it comes up later, doesn't it? I'm sure Varys talks about it later in this chapter. Um, I mean, that is kind of what happens to Baylor Breakspear. He gets hit and by his own brother. By his own brother. Did he do it on purpose? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so either. <laughs> but still, it's nice to just, you know, start some gossip. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's not like it's unheard of. But it it's an it would be an awful thing if someone were to kill the king, you know. Yeah, and when a king dies, we see what happens. Like Robert yeah. died, we see what happens. And nobody wants to kill a king. The Game of Thrones is a messy game. Wars yeah. always happen. Different claimants come every time. Like there's all it. It never is like a smooth thing. It seems, especially in Westeros, <clears throat> and even in the real world, it's like that. Where like mm-hmm. old. I don't know if it's still like that, but like old days, like uh, War of the Roses type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh god, yeah. It, it's not. Yeah. It's not as easy as a king dies and their son takes their place. It's like never that easy. Usually, no. I mean, you can't even get like just a voted president sorted. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's not even a king dying. Uh, we're, we're, still, the we're, we're still counting ballots over here. Exactly. <laughs> so. Robert, yes, he's disgusting. Like he's a disgusting. But Robert, Robert is like a child, though. Like the only way they can tell him is. is to go. Like you're like, oh, Barristan's got it. You know, like Ned's like he's figured it out. Like let's get him with his pride. He won't want to be people to think he's weak and stupid. And it's like having to control a toddler. Like yeah, like manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> but, come on. But for as much as like he's disgusting. I feel so bad for Robert because at the end of the day, like he never asks for any of this. No, he, he doesn't want it. That's why, that's why John Aaron's a bit of a dick because <laughs> he like Robert didn't want it. He didn't really, really want this. I think John Aaron wanted it. I think he was ambitious and Robert was like, I just wanted to go to war and, and have a squealing girl in my bed and it just like that's it like that's all he ever wanted i feel i feel sorry for him because he didn't really want to be the king in fact i'd say it you can see loads of broken men like i chapter marable talks about it and i think this chapter is a really a good example of how robert was broken yes by war and by everything and ned is broken by war and everything and even barristan a little bit like having to go and save Ares and Duskendale kind of broke him a bit. And he's realizing that Ares ended up being a complete crazy person. He's like, Oh shit, did I do the right thing? Even Barristan, honorable Barristan's a bit broken. Like Sandor's who comes up later broken. Yeah. Gregor. I mean, Gregor is, uh, I don't even know what that is. Psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, and the hound, like, Oh, so many there's so many like sad stories but this quote um about robert like it it's so sad drink and stay quiet the king is talking i swear to you i was never so alive as when i was winning this throne or so dead as now that i've won it and cersei i have john aaron to thank for her i had no wish to marry after liana was taken from me but john said the realm needed an heir Cersei Lannister would be a good match, he told me. She would bind Lord Tywin to me should Viserys Targaryen ever try to win back his father's throne. The king shook his head. I love that old man. I swear it. 
but now I think he was a bigger fool than Moon Boy. Oh, Cersei is lovely to look at, truly, but cold. The way she guards her cunt, you'd think she had all the gold of casually rock between her legs. Here, give me the beer if you won't drink it. He took the horn, upended it, belched, wiped his mouth. I am sorry for your girl, Ned, truly, about the wolf. I mean, my son was lying. I'd stake my soul on it. My son, you love your children, don't you? With all my heart, Ned said. Let me tell you a secret, Ned. More than once, I have dreamed of giving up the crown, take shit for the free cities with my horse and hammer, spend my time warring and whoring. That's what I was made for. The sellsword king, how the singers would love me. You know what stops me? The thought of Joffrey on the throne with Cersei standing behind him, whispering in his ear. My son, how could I have made a son like that, Ned? Like, that shit, if that doesn't make you sad, like, depressing. that is so some depressing. depressing shit. Like, Robert is dead inside. Like, he's dead inside. He hates his life. Like, he's miserable. Uh-huh. And he can't be as stupid as we think that he is because he no, realizes he's out what Joffrey. Wrong with Joffrey. Yes. Yeah. He's not totally sure. He, I don't think he realizes how bad he is, but he knows that something's up. I think there's like clues there for Ned. Like if Ned really listened to everything that everyone said to him, like the fact that Cersei guards her cunt and the fact that, you know, Joffrey is a bit weird and he's just like how could I have made a son like that and I feel like there's pieces there for Ned to kind of go oh so maybe you know it's obviously not that obvious but when you look back and you think you could be thinking about the things that Robert has said like here is a clue that she never goes to bed with you but also like he like you're right he is just totally dead inside and it's it must be quite sad for Ned like my friend has just got no happiness and he says he's all happy i'm happy oh yeah oh. sure he's happy because <laughs> yeah. ha- happy people uh get shit face drunk every yeah. day that's what depressed sad people do <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yes it's i know not a happy thing yes he talks about his wife so nicely he's basically <laughs> like Trump for the medieval times. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, I got political, didn't I? Um, okay. It's a bit like, as she's like our prime minister, he's actually a lot more like that. So he, lit, our, our prime minister, I don't know if you know of him, he has fathered many, many, many children. Like, we don't actually know. It's like a mystery. No one's allowed to know how many children he's fathered with how many women. Right. <laughs> like, he's literally fathered bastards all over the realm um so it's like it's a thing so we actually have a bobby b uh on on like leading the country it's great um yeah and also even ned can't hide his um uh his dismay at his friend and his king like he doesn't robert say something like oh i grew into a good king though didn't i i was i was i I, I turned out all right just say like, I'm better than Aries. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm better than that guy, right? The guy who got off on burning people. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're better. Robert, Robert reminds me so much of Aegon the Unworthy. And Robert also reminds me of King Henry the Eighth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
definitely because I was thinking that the other day like he gets massive and yeah marries a million people and also but although Henry like apparently stank by the time he was like old because he was just desperate to get an heir and had all kinds of gout <laughs> so <laughs> um you know hot shit hot um yeah he's like that I think I'm sure George R. R. Martin is like getting from that kind of kind of guy who like eats a whole chicken like throws the bones behind him or whatever right um in one sitting <laughs> yeah and here's we also get like here's where he's gonna maybe think about marjorie like the first inkling of marjorie tyrell yeah yeah first time, first time we hear her name i think yeah we got like a little glimpse of it but we didn't i don't know if we got her name or what renly no i don't think we to, do but yeah we know that renly had shown ned a picture of her oh like, yeah of her yeah, but we—I don't think we knew who she was yet, no, or what no. Ren, or if we knew who she was, we didn't know what Renly's intentions were. Renly just no. wanted to know if she looked like Liana. That's true, which is a bit creepy, isn't it? Like, do you think I could persuade him that this is Liana? Like, come again, <laughs> right? So Ned and Robert, um, they go to the jousting. Um, they walk to the jousting field, and Ned is gonna watch the final tilts with Sansa and Septimordain. Or no, with Sansa, Septimordain's sick. Yeah, yeah, she's got a hangover. <laughs> and Cersei didn't come. Cersei didn't come. No, none of the Lannisters were there. I don't think. But I'm sure that Lancel's just off helping Cersei. Um, to find something in her bedroom probably um but yeah though none of them are there i think empty right and i think the first for the joust is sandor clegane and jamie lannister yes yes and Littlefinger bets on the kingslayer um and I think he does it loudly to prove to Ned, look, I'm betting on Jamie, just like I did with that dagger, like that time. Good point. Um, and then even, but then I think, doesn't Renly say, I, I pity that the imp isn't here with us. I should have won twice as much. So there's a clue that actually Tyrion would have always bet on Jamie. He would have bet a lot of money on Jamie, mm-hmm. which is his point to Catelyn, isn't it? Like, I would never bet against my brother. Right. Um, so there's all these like little things, just tiny little things saying, hey, Tyrion didn't do it. Um, <laughs> and the hound beat Jamie. He did. The hound beats Jamie. And um, Sansa's like, I knew the hound would win. I mean, the hound's a lot bigger than Jamie. He is. I do wonder if there's like not foreshadowing with that. I don't think it is foreshadowing, but just something about the fact that Jamie, what is it? It's something like his, like doesn't his helmet get like stuck to his head? Like the his, I've just got it here in front of me. Let me find it. He, like his, the, um, the lance goes into his helmet and it gets stuck on his head and everyone's laughing at him. Um, mm-hmm. hooting and pointing, the lords and ladies all trying to stifle their chuckles. Ned could even hear King Robert laughing louder than anyone, and then they had to lead the Lion of Lannister off to a black blacksmith, blind and stumbling. 
and kind of like like Jamie's gonna come down like he is going to be the lion of Lannister is going to be brought down um and I like I kind of like that it's the hound because as well because it, Brienne when Brienne finds Jamie in the Riverlands she is tells him that it's the hound has got Sansa and you have to come and you have to come alone and obviously we don't know what's happened yet but is that it, it's, so it's clearly not foreshadowing because it isn't actually the hound but it's there's something I like I like the kind of symmetry that maybe this is going to be his another part of his downfall like a part of his redemption arc that it's going to massively change him that he's no longer going to be the lion of Lannister anymore that you know, I don't know what's going to go down in the cave with Lady Stoneheart, but oh, gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait but, to find out. Yeah, but he's but brought I, low. Like Jamie is going to be like, like having been the finest sword in all of Westeros, he is going to be brought low. And I kind of, I like this as a sort of opener of Jamie's not all that good. Um, yeah. But I do, I wanted to talk about the point that you just talked about, about Renly saying, a pity the imp is not here with us. I should have won twice as much. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Ned never puts that. He together. never, like, registers that. He it, never registers that, like, at all. And he obviously heard it, because George R. R. Martin it's, it's his POV. It's his POV. He heard it. It's his, like... What did I see on my, you know, in my brain today? These things. I heard this thing. And he doesn't kind of go, oh, oh, yeah, good point. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, maybe can I like to talk to Renly a little bit later about what he said? And Right. Like he should have literally been like, oh, shit. Like they made a bet last time. I should be investigating. This is literally why I came to King La- King's Landing was to investigate this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's no Poirot. That's all I can say. Um but yeah. Um. Um, and so next is Sir Gregor Clegane and Lance. Oh God, yeah. But I want to talk about Sir Gregor for a minute because I feel like he's been talked about off and on. Like we've heard about, you know, Rhaegar's children being killed. But yes. like we get kind of the details. His backstory is fucking awful it's it's like he's the fucking monster like we we can say he is the monster so um we knew that you know tywin murdered Rhaegar's children or the usurper's dogs well the usurper's dog is sir gregor clegane so when king's landing fell tywin took 17 year old sir gregor and let him basically go into the castle he dashed uh the skull of Prince Aegon Targaryen against the wall and then raped the Dornish princess, Ilya. And then killed her. Do you think he was as bad, though? Do you think he was as... I mean, obviously he burnt his brother's face, which is kind of bad. I mean, on the list of things you shouldn't do, that's one. Um, But do you think that... You know, what is it that... um, Jorah says he put a sword in a man's hand or something and there's blood on him. Like, blood, did he go in? Yeah, bloodlust. And he did that, like, completely just make him go off the rails because he's like, I've actually raped the princess and then killed her and, like, smashed a baby's head against the um, wall. And that's. Or was he just that bad anyway? Was he just. I know that. Didn't he I, kill his dad? <laughs> and, you're like, like seven, he, and three wives. 
Sir, Sir Gregor is just bad in general. Like, he's just a bad person. And I don't think, like, you know, anything... It, there needs to be no bloodlust awoken in him. No. He just has that shit. Like, he just is a psycho. Like, he's just a psycho. That's just who he is. So, in my opinion, yeah. I don't know, like... I think so, too. I did wonder if it was, like, if, he was, if it was there a bit, and then he did this crazy thing, and he's like, fuck, I'm, a, you know, like... I'm sure it's probably if for a normal person, if you were to go and go to war and do all those terrible things, that probably would break you a bit. But I think he was already. I think you're right. He was just completely like a. I think he was like psychopathic, basically. Yeah, I think I like I, I agree with that a hundred percent. So Sir Gregor goes against Sir Loris and. Sansa's like, you know, don't let Sir Gregor hurt him. <laughs> He's so beautiful. Look at his pretty face. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, Sansa's wearing the the um rose that he get, had given her the day before. But, um, so we know that uh, Loris wins this. But actually, it's a little bit of trickery going on here. Like, mm-hmm. his mare was in heat. So the um, horse was in heat, which caused so Ty- Loris Tyrell's horse was in heat, which caused Sir Gregor Gregor's horse to like, you know, want to fuck the other horse. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> How very vulgar of the horses! Sorry, yeah. I couldn't think of a better word. <laughs> Jesus, yep. I suck. it's okay. I, I live in the countryside and in the over the way i'm sorry i'm in meetings all day and then over the and there's a field over from my house it's full of bullocks like they're all bullocks i didn't even know because i'm from i'm from london mate that we don't have like, animals and nature in london so i didn't know what bullocks were and i was had to be informed that that means they're all male cows but they I, the reason i didn't know is because they spend all day mounting each other <laughs> oh my gosh and you know like Back to like, like Sir, back to Sir Gregor being a psycho, yeah. a complete yeah. psychopath. Um, mm-hmm. He kills his horse. He kills I his know. horse right there, just slaughters it. Just like, Fuck you, horse. <laughs> and the only like in the story, like in universe, like when we talk about crazy people, we have yes. Magor, like Magor the Cruel. Yeah, Magor like did the same thing to a horse that kicked him in the face. Mm. Yeah, and he was like he did, six. He? he was like six or seven. Jesus. So and I then think Joffrey, like, these are just crazy Joffrey hurts people. cats, doesn't he? As well, like, yes. Joffrey, hurts like that's a cat. like a t- a telltale sign. Like if you can just kill a living thing, an animal yeah. especially, because animals, like I, uh, I don't innocent, and sweet. except for the cows in the field over from the way from me, they're not innocent. <laughs> they are like. It's quite traumatic, and I'm trying to talk to people, and I can just see them like, uh, sorry, oh, there's a cow mounting another cow. Oh no, even a cow. It's like they're just horny, horny bullocks. <laughs> so, so. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, but even I wouldn't harm one of them because they're just innocent, sweet. Right. Animals. They're not doing anything to anybody. Like you have to. No. Some serious. People. They just have lusts. They're lusty, you know? They yeah. have. That's all. So Sir That's Gregor, what was. right? So Sir Gregor like tries to fucking kill Sir Loris, and the Hound manages to intervene, mm-hmm. and 
that's how we I love that bit I love that fight I love it and that's where all of the theories about Clegane Bowl and in Game of Thrones we got Mm -hmm. Clegane Bowl I don't necessarily like I would love for the Clegane Bowl to be like the hound being the champion of the faith like mm. coming from the quiet aisle and becoming the champion yeah. of the faith and Robert Strong being the champion of Cersei for her like trial. That's awesome. I love that. Like yeah. I would love that, but I, d- I mean, I like, I did like Clegane Bowl in season eight, but I didn't want the hat. Like I, I hated that the hound had to die because he mm. also is one of those characters that was redeeming himself. Yes. I think he always was. I think, I mean, in this fight, you see that he is, he's obedient and actually, and, and, gen, and actually a, a good person because in, in a way, like he says that he's like, oh, I love killing. Killing's the best. Um, and, but he's not like, that's Gregor. That is his brother, really. And actually he is much more gentle. He's gentle to Sansa and he is he doesn't go for his brother's face, which even though it's got no helmet, Ned notices that he never goes to strike his brother's unhelmet. Like he, even though he's no anointed knight and loves that, he behaves with honor in a yes. much in much more of a way. And in fact, is the only like is the first one of the two to stop when <laughs> Robert shouts in that really hilarious way to stop. Um, and uh and he goes down straight on his knee and i even think if the gods if the gods are real in this universe um that's possibly why he was pronounced is it pronounced innocent found innocent in his trial by combat because he even though he killed micah he was doing it on the orders of someone else. So he's not, I mean, he had the sword, but power resides where power people believe it is. And power, the power was in whoever ordered the death of that kid. So right. who what, was it Joffrey or was it Cersei who wanted him dead? Probably both. It's both, um, but I'm sure it was Cersei that gave the order because Cersei, yeah. because Joffrey says like the hound is my mother's dog. Yes, that's true. And I think, and he is obedient to who he's sworn to. Um, and he does what is asked of him, even though it's awful. And then, but the one time he doesn't, that's when he's in war and he, he goes away. Um, and that's like the only time, I was quite surprised when he did that because he's quite happy to do a lot of shit. But then um, the fire scared him so much that he left King's Landing. Yes. Um, it's made him an oathbreaker, um, but I I, I, lo- I actually really like the Hound. <laughs> I know I Me too. But I do <laughs> like him, but I just love. I'm sorry, but that bit where because I think I told you before I was a show watcher first, and the bit where King Robert stands up and shouts, "Stop this madness!" In the name of your king. Your king. And I just, I like turned to my friends and was like, is this what really happens in the book? Does he really say that weird line? Like, yeah, it's like totally him. It's like absolutely like Mark Addy is Robert Baratheon. (laughs) Right. 
So um, I actually shout that at my kids quite a lot. Like, stop this madness. <laughs> Mark Addy, like, side note, Mark Addy was a great actor for King. He Arthur. was good. He was really good. And I loved Sean Bean as Ned. Yeah. Um, a lot of the I, cast were casted perfectly. I will give them those props. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, the Hound actually wins the day. So the Hound is supposed to face off with Sir Loris. But since the Hound mm-hmm. saved Sir Loris, Sir Loris is like, you know, I owe you my life. The day is yeah. And then the melee, yeah. the melee takes place. And that lasts mm-hmm. for three hours. And it's like 40 minutes. Yep. 40 men in there and like Thoros Amir actually winds up winning that. So then there's like um, a feast. And Angai, Angai wins the thing. Have you noticed everybody who wins the thing? So you got Angai, the archery, uh, Thoros, Thoros. the melee, and then the hound. And they're all people who defect and become outlaws. Yes. Good. Um, That's a good group of outlaws. That's a good group. Yeah. I like the outlaws. (laughs) Right. So Ned is actually in a good mood at, you know, the feast because um, he's feeling hopeful that Robert actually mm. listened to him. Yep. So the whole time Ned's been there, Robert hasn't been listening to a fucking thing he says. And then now he's like hopeful because Robert didn't fight. Mm. And none of the Lannisters are there again. And Arya comes to dinner to join them. She doesn't care about the tournament. Like she's busy with her dancing and all of that yeah. stuff. But learning, you know, learning the water dance of Bravos. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> um, Arya is telling Ned like she's going to start catching cats as part of her yeah. training. And Ned is like, yeah. perhaps it was a mistake to hire this promotion. Like, if you like, I'll ask Jory to take over your lessons or uh, Sir Barristan. Or Barristan, yeah. I know. But no, she wants the Bravosi. Yeah, she wants Syria. Bravos. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Syria, I love Syria. I want Syria to teach me water dancing. Just so. <laughs> Just so. I love that. Yes. But I, um, she's, I love that she's all like going to catch cats because doesn't she do that in Bravos anyway? But anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, she she actually wargs a cat in Bravos. She exactly, exactly. She doesn't catch one. She goes into his brain. Um, so I love that too. Uh, but I want to know who actually got Ned to hire Sirio. Like, who recommended? That's a mystery. Like, <laughs> that's I, a like, mystery. I feel like that's something that is important that we won't mm. we won't find out. Do you think it was Varys? I just feel like I who would thought, who would? I have thought Varys, and I've also thought that Sirio may almost be a spy for Varys because is he jack and hagar <laughs> no i don't think so but i think that Sirio may no? know about daenerys and he may know Ooh. about because Sirio says that he was the first or he was first sword of bravos yeah and daenerys we believe, was there was in the sea lord's palace which would have probably put Sirio at the as the first sword around that time so it's kind of yeah yeah it's kind of you know i don't know so i wonder Ned goes back to his room and he looks at the dagger, the cat's ball daggers, and he studies it. Little Fingers Blade, won by Tyrion Lannister in attorney wager, sent to slay. You literally Bran just heard it. <laughs> Why? You literally just Why heard would it. the dwarf want Bran dead? Why would anyone want Bran dead? And like earlier in the chapter, 
we know that little just heard Renly say that little finger story doesn't check out no Renly's just like gave it up come on Ned come on (laughs) do it you can do this Ned Ned's trying to put the pieces together Maybe Littlefinger's right and the Starks are slow of brain, you know? Yeah. Um, but, hey, poor Ned. I love Ned. I named my child Ned, so I love him. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> it is. Did Do you believe that Joffrey is the one who went for Bran? Is it Joffrey? Yeah, Joffrey. Yeah, definitely think it was Joffrey. I think George confirmed it. That it was Jeff. Did he? On the Why? World of Ice and Fire app. Okay. Because, because he, he was trying to impress Robert. Because that's what Jamie thinks, isn't it? Tyrion. Tyrion. And Tyrion. Okay. So yeah. Barris, Barris comes to visit. Yeah. And Barris is trying to put Ned up on game. Like, Barris mm-hmm. is, is trying to so help Ned. Sneaky. Trying to... Steer him in the right direction. And, um, yeah, I think he's helping more than Littlefinger for sure. Yeah. I feel like he's actually playing Ned a bit. I think he's, you know, how, um, uh, Ned knows that if you appeal to Robert's pride, he will do what you want. And if you, if you tell him directly to do something, he won't, he will want to do the thing, like the opposite, because he's a child. But I feel like Varys has the measure of people really, really well. And I think he knows if he plays to Ned's honor. Um, and that's why he says to, I think he says something like, I didn't want to tell you any of this stuff about the queen maybe trying to kill Robert because I didn't know if I could trust you. And I think he knows that that would really get to Ned because he's like, hey, I'm a man of honor. And I feel like, I I believe that Varys is a better person than Littlefinger in lots of ways, but I think he's trying to reel Ned in a little bit. He's like kind of, he has the measure of him. He knows that what appeals to Ned is trust and honor and that he's trying to manipulate him a bit to a certain extent. I mean, to a certain extent, but I do think that it is in Varys' best interest for Ned Stark to stay alive because Varys has a whole plan with, Fagon in Essos and bringing him. So it's in his best interest to keep Robert in power Mm -hmm. and a stupid king with Ned, a not so smart hand. And Varys basically gives him the information that he needs, but he still doesn't quite get it. Like he's like, yeah, they're going to kill him. They wanted him to fight in the melee. They were going to kill him in the melee. And Cersei, Cersei, protesting loudly in front of everyone for him not to do something was a way to make him do it. Yeah. And then he also tells him, you know, and John Aaron um, was killed by the tears of lease as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. He just knows everything. Just like, yeah, boom. I knew it. Should have come to me all along. How did Varys know it exactly? Because if he knows exactly what the poison was, how did he, how does he not know who did it, or does he know who did it? Like, does he know that Lysa did it? He, I don't think he knows that Lysa did it. I think he says, you know, some dear sweet friend who often shared meat and mead with him. No doubt. Oh, but which one? There were many such. Lord Aaron was a kindly, trusting man. The eunuch said. 
There was one boy, all he was, he owed John Aaron. But then the widow fled to the Erie with her household. He stayed in King's Landing and prospered. It always gladdens my heart to see the young rise in the world. So I don't think Barris knows. No, I, I don't I think, think he Barris, does. Barris thinks it was Sir Hugh. Mm-hmm. But how does he know exactly what the poison was? Like, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's just, that's his job. <laughs> that's a stupid question. His job is to know that. But it just, I just, it made me wonder, like, how does he know but not know who did it? Because he does know everything, you know. He is everywhere. He knows True. everything, um, um, and it's sort of weird that he's sort of pointing the finger at Sir Hugh as well. Like that's just stirring it up because he doesn't know that. And John, um, and, and he's and he's wrong as well. Like yeah, he's actually he's completely wrong. wrong. Yeah, so, but I, and that's but quite I rare. Think, I don't think he knew it was Lysa. I, th- I don't think anyone knew it was Lysa, and. You know, Ned is like, well, why, though? Like, why would somebody kill John Aaron? And the chapter mm-hmm. ends with, he was asking questions. Mm-hmm. And then Barris just slips out the door. And he was asking the same questions that Ned Stark has. And sadly, Ned Stark is going to have a very similar ending to John Aaron. And yes. that is Eddard Seven. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> You're in danger, girl. <laughs> Molly in um, danger I know and it annoys me I know that Varys doesn't want him to go to Robert but he should he should go to Robert with this he should say they're trying to kill you but he doesn't and that is why he dies because he keeps it to himself yes but I mean he's gonna eventually find out and it's it, things are gonna things are gonna start moving a little more fast-paced in Eddard's chapters so we do have that to look forward to but I wanted to thank you for coming on okay um oh, to Obsidian Nights and I would love to have you back on for another episode pick your poison <laughs> pick your poison which Ooh. I think um I think Mandy is scheduling for a clash of kings now and we're we're not taking cool. no break we're not taking no break in between a game of thrones and a clash of kings yeah i think we're scheduled out to july 2021 jesus already wow but it goes by fast it goes by fast yeah it's, so, it's such a fun project but i um, love a clash of kings i love that book Oh, um, it's not my favorite. I love my Feast for Crows is my favorite. A Feast for Crows is my favorite, but a Clash of Kings prologue is one of the best prologues in of it's all really the books. It's really good. Yes, and the whole the thing in Carth. I don't know why they changed Carth in season two. I don't know why they did that. Why did they do that? The whole. Oh God, I don't know. But <laughs> on the Obsidian Nights podcast, you will get the real Daenerys Karth storyline, and not that bullshittery. Not they, Where are my dragons? And that's all she says for season two. Yes. The end. It. <laughs> yes, it's worse than my queen. <laughs> She's still my queen. That's it for season eight for John. Like they just like ran out of lines. <laughs> But would you like to tell everybody where they can find you at, like on Twitter? or? Sure. I mean, my Twitter's not that interesting. Um, neither am I interesting on Instagram because I mainly talk about food or feminism. So if you don't like food or feminism or politics or a song on Rise and Fire, you're not going to like anything I put out. But um, it's, it's, I think it's at, at Steph Lioness. There may be an underscore there, Lioness with a Y. Um, 
because uh, I'm Cersei's bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I'm not that interesting. I'm mainly just shout about things to do with the Song of Ice and Fire. Um, we are. And, yeah, I just mainly shout about how bad season eight was and how sad it is and <laughs> how Daenerys deserves better. <laughs> you know, that's it. We all do so, that. So don't worry about that. If you if you guys okay. want to check her out, you can check her out on Twitter. We all scream into the void about season eight. And yeah. I will see you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye.